Good afternoon, ballers. Welcome to the 46th episode of A Step Back. It's your host, Leon Tompkins, my main man, uh, Jacob Moses. And we're back to you this Saturday afternoon because we missed your Wednesday night, unfortunately. But uh, here to recap week eight of the NBA. And, uh, you know, uh, keep this train rolling. How you feeling, brother? I am feeling good, you know. Rough start to the weekend, but hey, we are back. We are black. And, you know, the rest of now I'm doing good, though. Um, how's everything down there? Bro, I'm, I'm sick of the snow. That's <laughs> damn sure. Actually, I just finished snuggling not too long ago. I was like, what the hell, man? I'm tired of this. And we're supposed to get more, too, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I got to clean off my car later, but uh, yeah, I, I'm just ready for spring. But, you know. Yes. Uh, spring training. Soon to be in full effect, uh, ba- basketball in full swing. But, uh, you know, we had a very good week eight in the league. Um, I, I know we were supposed to have Kenny on this past, Kenny Anderson on this past Wednesday, working to reschedule that as soon as possible. Um, so that's in the works, but wanted to come on today and, and get a recap of week eight. Um, the Knicks, you know, Tough loss in Orlando, but beforehand, um, picking up wins against Atlanta, Washington, and Houston. They're looking real good, holding what in their sixth spot now. Yes, and that's six. Let me make sure. Well, I'm pretty sure it is the six. Let me do it right quick. I'll look for you. But uh, I know, I know it's pretty crazy though. Like if you really look at it, wait, one, two, three, four, five. E- no, seventh. We fell. Seventh. Uh, Toronto. Toronto beat the shit. Um, excuse me. Um, <laughs> Toronto <laughs> beat Minnesota. So yeah, that's okay. yeah, that put us out to the seventh. But I'm okay with that. Could you, if the playoffs were to start today, you know what that would mean? The Knicks and the Nets first time no. in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, yes, it is. Two seven. seven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, a uh, four game sweep is good enough I'll for be, you. So I'll that's fine. That's fine. I mean, that, that's come on. You know, Anybody we face is gonna be. I mean, face the Sixers get washed. Face the Nets, we gonna get washed. But hey, we made the playoffs, so I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that growth is what you wanted. The playoff birth is in there because how many people like before the season actually had the Knicks in the playoffs realistically? All right, besides you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> besides me, I don't know. I mean, it's. Like I said, with the East, you always got to start looking at the bottom. You know, anybody can really make it, especially with the playoff games. So you're like, hey, they get hot at one point. They might be able to sneak in there. But, yeah, their week was pretty good. You know, Randall continues to be an all-star. He better be, he better be there. You know, usually I'm not on the, oh, he got to go to the all-star game. But the work that that guy has put in, being a leader for the team, for the young guys, carrying the team on his back, dude is playing out of his mind. Um and it helps that Kenny Payne is there. That dude need a assistant award or something because he unlocked something that you knew was there, but everything is coming out now, and I'm loving it. Yeah, you know, I said this past week picking up wins against, you know, all of a sudden a hot Washington team. They won three in a row beforehand. Uh, picking up wins against Houston, they're looking a little suspect now. But Atlanta, mm-hmm. Trey Young and Kevin Herter, their Knicks defense is playing well. Mitch Robinson got hurt. He's out four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. Do you think you 
see a replacement or well, considering how Randall's playing, he was a small ball, uh, what do you think the Knicks are going to do as far as the replacement? They're going to run with Noel and Gibson. I don't see them going out and get a drum. You know, really, we need it. We discussed it, you know, pretty much every time we talk about the Knicks, the drop-off between Robinson and Noel is pretty much non-existent. So you just put Gibson in there. You know, he can play the five. He He's still tough, you know, at his age. He still can give you quality minutes. And maybe they pick up a – well, actually, no. Maybe they dig into the G League. But you got um Justin Patton who was drafted by Minnesota. He was highly regarded prospect, but now he's finding his way back. You never know. You can throw a guy like that in there, or the guy the Nets had. Um, what was his name? Nert, I was about to call him. Oh, Nert. Pell? Yeah, Pell. They were looking at him. But right now, I think you just don't don't mess with what's working. You know, Noel, he has a nice little thing going with Derrick Rose. You know, Anybody on the court, Noel's just going to be Noel. You know, he can give you a 10 and 10 game. He'll grab your boards. Of course, he'll block shots. He's a tough interior president still, only 26. So, hey, it's not like he's freaking Taj Gibson over here. I mean, 37, 38. <laughs> but, no, Noel's been he's, – he's solid, though. And, yeah, I don't think any – they're not going to really make any moves. Not for a center, at least. Guard play, I'm not even sure if they're going to – they might stand still the way Rose – Quick is playing, you know, Bullock, whatever, whatever you get out of him. Peyton, he seems to want to start playing now and actually getting to the rim and understanding that he can't shoot once again. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't even know if they might – they make a move. There's no need to when you really think about it. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I like Peyton right now as a third guard over there. Yeah. But considering that the, uh, Drummond actually likes the, the Knicks, he's from Mount Vernon. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you figure Cleveland can give up, they can get uh, uh, Knox for him if they, if so desire. I, I think Drummond on the Knicks would actually be a good move. I um, uh, yeah, I see. That's the thing. I wouldn't mind Drummond, but you know how I am with New York guys. I love seeing New York guys come home and play. You know, we seeing it with this guy. You know, it worked out for that a little bit, but I would love Drummond on the team. Honestly. If Mitch can get where Drummond is right now, I would love it. But I don't know if he's ever going to get there. But, hey, if we can get a Drummond for a Knox and steal a pick, what I'm not giving him a first for him. I'm sorry. Cleveland could go kick rocks. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you get like a Knox, you give him a young player with another pick. I mean, I'm going to listen. I'm not going to say no. If you put him in that lineup, that's, you know, a 20-10 and 10 guy, 20-20 guy some nights. And that's – you put him with Randall. He doesn't need the ball, obviously, that much. You know, he can clean up a lot of misses, and he can crash the offensive glass. He can score a little bit as well. But that would be a good move. I wouldn't be mad at it. Let's just say that. True. Because, I, I mean, like, uh, it, I don't know if Knox's uh, uh, future is, like, solidified here with the Knicks because Tibbs is still not playing him. <laughs> no. Nah. Um, I don't know what he's seen in practice or what's not seen in practice, mm-hmm. but he's in the doghouse. Frank's in the doghouse. I mean, the Knicks have a lot of <laughs> a, 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 a dead weight on the mm-hmm. team. And if they want to make that push, that playoff push, show some credibility, mm-hmm. I think Drummond's the play. Uh, you know, John Collins is out there, but um, I, I see Collins and Randall as the same player. And I don't know if, the two of them are going to coexist. Although it would be a nice tandem, if I would have to choose between the two, I would say Drummond. 
mm-hmm. and I stay the hell away from Blake Griffin for this. Nick oh team. yeah, 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 yeah. No, no Blake Griffin. You can. I'm sorry. You can mosey on over to LA. Maybe the Nets might want him. I, I don't know. I mean, but hell no. Blake is just. He's washed. I I hate to see say it, but can't dunk anymore. His jumper, yeah, it got better, but it's still, you know, suspect. And yeah, if they if they can pull a deal for Drummond, I I wouldn't be mad. I, I really wouldn't. I know not all the Nick fans they love Mitch, but I'm saying <laughs> if you had to, I, I Drummond Drummond is Drummond. He's in his prime right now. Plus, if you want to become that team, you got to start putting these pieces together to compete with the Nets. And the Bucks and the 76ers, you got to start making moves with guys like Drummond that you can put with Randall and then go from there. And then, you know, I know it's an Obi situation with them might playing small ball with Obi, but I, I really don't know about his position with the team at the moment as well. That was another one that I was just thinking about. You know, you see him on the court. Sometimes he looks like he belongs, but sometimes he looks lost. I understand. Everybody else, he's a 22-year-old rookie, so what's Damian Lillard? Um... Hey, but we'll we'll see where it goes. But if you if you go out and get a star, I'm not star hunting. If it comes to you and the deal is right, you got yeah, you gotta listen. I'm not gonna say make it. You gotta listen though. I, I agree. I, I think the um the injury earlier in the season hurt him. Mm-hmm. You know, he missed all the practice time, so he wasn't able to get out there and, and form some camaraderie and, and timing. So I think that hurt him a lot in this shortened season, but mm-hmm. I still think you know Toppin is in play uh, for the future. But mm-hmm. knowing the win now mode for Tibbs, he's, he's not going to have a long leash for him. So nah. he's going to suffer the first year. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, then you got to see what you're going to do with Randall. I, I, that's going to be the most important part. I I don't like having too many power forwards. You know, a la last year Bobby Portis. Gibson, everybody named Mama. Um, but, yeah, that power forward position got to be cleaned, sanitized, whatever you want to call it. It just it got to be slimmed down. Oh, all right, then I'll ask you this. Mm-hmm. Con- considering, you know, I've seen this episode before with D'Angelo and Brooklyn and the, and the uh, conundrum to whether it keep him and extend him mm-hmm. or let him go on his way. Julius Randle, he's here. Walkie, do you pay him? Because he's looking for Mac, pretty close to Max money. Mm-hmm. Do you make that uh, a commitment to Randall, or you let him walk? Uh, as much as I love Obi, I'm sticking with Randall because the production is to you cannot. It's going to be really hard to put put that much weight on Toppin, and you you got to pay somebody like Randall, especially if he keeps it up, which he, I think he will the whole year. You got to pay the guy. I mean, we need some kind of, you know, rock in that somewhere. You know, we need, especially he's in his prime. You know, who's going to be the leader of the team? He's already showing that. He's showing more than on the floor. And once again, that's what most star players do. You know, they get paid for what they do on the floor, but then how are you with, you know, the younger guys? How do they respond to you? You know, the guys like, Obi and like Obi said, that's a big part of his development. Him and Randall always talking with each other. Randall telling him what to do, how to, how he should approach certain things. And yeah, I, right now I'll say extend him. I mean, I don't want to. I don't like too many. We have too many holes already 
or too many questions after this year. So if you're going to have one to guarantee in Randall and then build around that, that's fine. Okay, that's fair. And RJ, you know, excuse you, me. Yeah, you, you keep the continuity. You, you know, you, you have RJ tips here for a bit and just, you know, grow from there. Maybe they can get that um, that next start the following year, keep building through the draft if they, you know, they have their picks. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, sound reasoning. Uh, so we're going to go across the river, take a look at the hot Brooklyn Nets, winners of five straight. Uh, you know, they got wins over uh, on the West Coast, Golden State, Sacramento, big comeback against Phoenix, and just dismantling uh, the <laughs> Lakers the other night. So uh, I'm, I'm going to puff my chest a little bit. They're looking good. Um, for everybody who said they didn't play defense, they're not world beaters but they are showing an ability mm-hmm. to get stops when they need it against Golden State. I mean, they shut down Curry for the most part, uh, you know, Draymond Green that got injured for a bit, but I mean, Curry went one for eight, two for 10, mm-hmm. uh, three in that game last Saturday uh, against Sacramento. They had a 20, nothing run in the third quarter, blew the doors okay. off of then uh, Phoenix, Steve Nash made adjustments in the second half. They came back from 24 down. You had Landry Shamit, Tyler Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, the other guys contributing. And against the Lakers the other night, they forced eight turnovers in the third quarter. Oh, yeah. So they have the ability to play defense. And, and, and that game against Detroit had to be the turning point where they finally said, we have to show consistency. Um, DeAndre Jordan is starting to play like he has some damn sense. Uh, Nash is, you know, utilizing his strengths in the five-out uh, small lineup. Jordan's coming off the bench. Landry Sham is doing well. Tyler Johnson, your man, uh, TLC. So um, this West Coast trip has really defined a, a lot of what's going on, and this is even without, like, the big three playing together. Yeah, Kyrie and KD definitely missed, what, how many games they missed? Two or three? Like they At haven't least. played together, because I know they haven't played together, and and they're playing like this. <laughs> like I said, we might have, I might have go, I might have to go back. Well, actually, no. Before this thing, I said the Lakers and Nets. I can see that finals happening. Maybe we did see a preview. Um, but yeah, four and one. That's impressive, especially with all the mix, the mixing and matching Nash had to do. He's showing his growth as a coach. Uh, he's making his adjustments. So. And that's and your boys are starting to they starting to roll. Uh, I want to see what's going to happen when Katie and Kyrie get to play together with James and everybody's clicking on one cylinder. They're going to be uh, man. Yeah, I, I like this is like must see TV because when their offense is clicking, I mean it is actually pretty nice to watch. Yeah, you can't do anything about it. There's nothing you can do. It's it's up there with that Warriors team, you know of what what was it, fifteen. 16, I, think wow. it was, I think it was 17. Yeah, it was something about well, 15 to 7. Well, all those yeah. years they had a good offense. <laughs> but yeah, this is basically it just seems like they have an unstoppable offense, especially when you have three ISO guys like Katie, but Katie can pass the ball. Kyrie can when he wants to. James Harden can. They're all playmakers. You got three playmakers on the floor, and there's nothing you really can do. You can hope and pray that they miss. But I wanted to ask you, you know, this season, mm-hmm. are you putting KD? in the MVP conversation because he's averaging 29 
shooting 53%, and I believe he's over 40 for three. Do you put him in that MVP conversation? Uh, you know, a- absolutely. Do I put him at the top? Probably not. Uh, I, you know, I think Embiid and, and Lillard uh, are certainly up there. But, you know, mm-hmm. KD is definitely in the conversation considering, you know, the time he's missed. And it's like he's gotten better, you know, yeah. to, to help. He has some help. And, you know, he's staying relatively healthy, although he's missed the last couple of games with a calf strain. And, you know, you kind of worry about that considering he's coming off an Achilles injury because mm-hmm. uh, AD has the same thing. But, uh, you know, I mean, KD looks pretty damn good. I, it's hard not to put him in that MVP conversation. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's one of our guys I always love watching. Like when the Knicks aren't on, I do watch the Nets games. And I just, you know, Kyrie's my guy. That's another one. I, I just like seeing them play together. And they have fun when they're out there, though. And then you add James Harden in there. It's then Joe Harris. Like everybody on their lineup but Jordan can shoot. And when you yeah. have something like that, I mean, dead eye shooters. I'm not talking about, oh, you know, he can hit you at maybe two. I'm talking about Joe Harris can hit, light you up for five threes in a quarter. So the KD, Kyrie, too, they all can get to the lane. At, man, y'all might, like I said, you got a three-year window, and I think y'all going to win at least one chip in there. Yeah, uh, and, you know, and we had some conversations within the group uh, earlier as far as the, the... – uh, the trios, as far as the Warriors trio with Curry, uh, KD, and Clay between the Brooklyn's trio. And, you know, you have to take the Warriors trio now because they have the hardware to prove it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we discussed Curry before. He's the greatest shooter, you know, in this, in the history of the league. Clay is just as efficient. I mean, they're, they're two way defenders. Durant is Durant. Mm-hmm. But, as far as the Brooklyn three is concerned, these are some of the greatest isolation players ever in the league and their ability to create for others as well as create for themselves. Like there's not a spot on the floor. These guys can't hit um, their moves are, I mean, they have moves like highlighted for themselves, you know, the hard and step back as you saw the other night against Phoenix and, you know, Katie Uncle Drew, yep. Katie pull up. I mean, <laughs> it, it's, when Harden says scary hours, it's literally scary hours. And our good friend, uh, Henry uh, Modernado in the comment section, host of Donk City on Monday nights and over in Baseball Life, and catch him this Monday, uh, I believe at 6.30, 7 p.m. Uh, this Monday. Uh, he has the same concern that, that I somewhat do as far as they're, they only played seven games together, mm-hmm. uh, the trio. And, he, you know, you wonder about what their uh, uh, continuity, their flow, their chemistry is once they're out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would say I think the fact that Kyrie already relinquished his point guard duties over to Harden was growth in itself. Harden made that sacrifice uh, as far as scoring was concerned when he first got here. Hell, you had to tell him to shoot the ball which is a shock in itself to tell James, you know, you know, to shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if this was the OKC days, I would have that worry. But I think they've grown far enough along in their games and experienced enough to where I don't think the chemistry is a problem. I, I, I think uh, they, they know where each other uh, – uh, the spots on the floor, I think they know where they want it. 
and I'm not as concerned as I would be if it was back in the OKC days. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they've made, already made that growth as far as sacrifice. So um, the guys like Joe Harris, the Shamit, um, that's why Joe was a big priority signing yes. in the offseason. So mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm not as concerned as, as everyone else is, but it, it's a legit it's a legit concern. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, you guys shouldn't have a problem. Plus, they're they're all established guys. It's not like they're rookies or something or a second year player. They're all plus James Harden and KD. I don't think their games have really changed from their OKC days. You know, they just got a little bit smarter on the floor, got a little bit yeah. older, but the game stayed the same. But um, yeah, the with the surrounding cast is not even bad either. I mean, you add a big man, another big man, just to supplement Jordan, maybe. And you guys mm-hmm. are set with some health. You guys are set and ready to roll. Yeah, you, you know, you mentioned that, and um, I was kind of like on the on the fence about like maybe adding Blake Griffin as a buyout mm-hmm. option. Um, I wouldn't mind it. Uh, I know his three point skills have kind of uh, not really all that there, but I, I think his his name alone mm-hmm. and his basketball IQ would be enough. What oh, I take yeah. an interest, you know, if Kevin Love ever did the same thing, get bought out. Um, I take a look at him. But, yeah, uh, for for right now, I think they'll be okay running the small lineup. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they, they have time uh, to add a, a big man over, you know, the next three, four weeks oh, sure. um, as, as time moves along. Um, so, going to look at some other teams that, you know, looking hot, looking not. Let's talk about the Boston, <laughs> the Boston Celtics. Uh, mm-hmm. Picking up losses against Detroit, against uh, Washington, and they had a players-only meeting, and they came out beat and beat Denver. Uh, Tatum was struggling a bit. He said he had some COVID nineteen fatigue. Um, fortunately, you had it. So yeah, it, it, it definitely. I do agree with him. Where it feels like you get a little bit tired quicker. Like, it just, you shortness of breath, just like that. Like, walking up the stairs, I'm just, wait a minute. And usually, you know, I'm running up and down the stairs. That's not, that's not a problem. But, you know, right after, I'm just walking up the stairs, and I'm just like, whoa, what's going on? And I can't even imagine these professional guys trying to run up and down a full court floor. I, but, yeah, it's definitely, it's no fun. But, yeah, I definitely know what he's going through. So, so looks like Kemba's kind of returned to form. He missed uh, some time earlier. But it, it still seems like Boston is missing a piece. We don't know what exa- exactly that piece is. Um, I speculated for a big man for a while. Some people say a wing. Um, we know Marcus Smart is out. He's a big uh, part of what they do. Uh, what do you see Boston issue as? Uh, it, it always comes down to their size. You know, it, it, that kills them in games. They – Teams are able to get into the paint way too easily. You know, granted, Brown is one of the best perimeter defenders, but, you know, he can't guard all – he can't guard everybody. And with Smart not being there either, those are their two best defenders out, and Kemba is not a defender at all. So now you're in a conundrum pretty much where you're just like, who are we going to put on the floor? Who's going to be a stopper? And – they're in trouble. I mean, they really are. They went from, oh, man, it's going to be coming out the East. Well, will they survive in the first two rounds? 
But yeah, that that big man that you talk about drumming going somewhere, Boston better be on that phone like ASAP. Danny Ainge need to come off those picks or something because you, you better get it going. They they need that size. Like he is a, you talk about a perfect fit. He's a perfect fit for a few teams, but Boston, that's a perfect fit. You put him in there and you take a lot of pressure. And I think the wins will come for Boston if they can make a deal like that. Yeah, uh, I, I, I still believe we talked about it during the offseason that Boston's piece was probably a, uh, needed a big man. If they can't get a Drummond, um, I know I said Vucevic before, but if they want to look even uh, uh, deeper, maybe mm-hmm. the Mo Bombas of the world or, uh, yeah. uh, you know, some, someone along those lines where, because Daniel Tice has given them uh, some pretty solid minutes, but I, I still think he is someone when you give extended minutes to, he still gets exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like him coming off the bench, his spot starter type. But yeah, it, Tatum struggling a bit. We know the COVID nineteen fatigue, and he he's uh, struggling with his shot. But Brad Stevens, do you think? He is overrated. Do you think he deserves some blame for this? What do you, what's your thought on Brad Stevens? Absolutely. You're going to come down to the coach. It always comes down to the coach. I get on tips with some of his rotations and his adjustments during the game. They just don't come. And Brad Stevens is no different. You know, you had this team for, I know it's over, it had been over five years now. And it just seems like he does the same exact thing. He relies a lot on his stars to do. Like, okay, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Let's bring it back. Rely on your stars, but what's going on with the role players? Where, where's the second unit? How you mix and match in, with that, how you do that, and actually put it in a lineup, how it's going to affect your team. He doesn't do that really well. He really doesn't mix the bench in with the starters, trying to get a nice second unit going and getting some kind of rhythm. I don't. I don't think he just does it well. I don't. It's hard to explain with him because, yeah, granted, they won so much, but it starts being, it's starting to, you really see, he's not that great of a coach. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't really see it like I used to. I don't know I mean, about you, but. I, I think Pritchard's played well all this mm. season. Um, you know, Neesmith probably used some more uh, work, mm-hmm. but I, I do think, I mean, the Celtics' defense wasn't like it was uh, previously, mm-hmm. but Boston also had a lot of roster turnover, especially at the point guard position, you know, with uh, Kyrie and now Kemba. So I think he needs a- an adjustment in his game plan at end of games or, or you know, halftime adjustments to where they don't – because you can get the Boston team that even looks flat – Mm-hmm. They look like a top three team. They're never somewhere in between. They're either very good or very bad. Mm-hmm. And he might fall into that, like, that Doc Rivers yes. uh, deal real soon. There you go. If they don't get any type of, like, uh, they don't get over that next hump. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's, it, it's tough because you don't know if it's the coaching or if it's the, the GM, you know. Mm-hmm knowing which pieces to get. So, but Boston's in a tough spot. Mm-hmm. And like Chris Boardman from our group, he said that 
losing Gordon. He said he did say Gordon losing Gordon would hurt, and <laughs> it shows. It really shows because of him playing healthy. Look what he's doing with the Hornets. He also said that Miles Turner, that deal was out there. They really should have pulled that trigger. But you put him on this team as well. He's he's worth the first rounder. He's absolutely worth the first rounder. One of the best, you know, shot blocking guys in the game. Plus he he stretches the floor pretty well. You put him in there and they would have been fine. But he thinks they're gonna get to the conference finals. So I'm still at. T- I'm a. I. We can agree to disagree, <laughs> but you know, and B might have something to say about that. The Nets definitely might have something to say about that. But it's gonna get real interesting. You know. Come playoff time. Boston needs Al Horford back. That's who they need. <laughs> hey, he, he might have worked too. And the bench is trash. We do agree on that one. Your benches needs to get a little bit better. Give Neesmith some time because he can shoot. Pritchard, yeah, he's he's getting some burn, but he's not the only one that can play on that bench. But, um, yeah, Brad Stevens needs to do something with his adjustments. Danny Ainge needs to step it up and stop trying to be, you know, he's too stagnant. Can't stay stagnant in the league. You got to be able to move with the times and make moves if you have to, or you're gonna be out on your ass. You know, speaking of you know someone out in the ass, we're gonna talk about. We're gonna get off the Celtics for a bit because we've been beating up our man, our man Chris. The Milwaukee Bucks. They oh, were yeah. losers of five straight. Oh, <laughs> my man's ready. They were losers of five straight before last night. Picking up some bad losses. Giannis is in that MVP conversation as well. Mm, 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 mm. What's, what's your thoughts on the Bucks? You Let's mean Chris Middleton, the MVP. Excuse me. Um, excuse me. Giannis, once again, not my MVP. Say, they need to call Bron. Bron, we sorry. We, we messed up, man. We, we really messed up. Just, uh, I have never seen such a talented player make the same damn mistakes on the floor. No, this is what he tries to do. Uh, we all know he can't shoot. He tries to shoot it anyway. And when he gets frustrated, he tries to just bowl through the lane and use his you know, length and all that. No, you got to play smarter. You got to start using, once again, start using your teammates. You know, you got guys, you got shooters around you. You got Holiday finally. Um, you got Brooke Lopez. His free throws are freaking shooting is hard. Uh, just what else that pisses me off about him? I mean, he still can play defense. I give him that. Um, but he's not looking like MVP. Still, re- MVP five straight. Come on, come on, the, man. The, the number, the numbers say otherwise. The numbers screen I, the MVP. I, they screaming of, of a lie. I mean, the numbers do lie sometimes because shit is lying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because you can't, you can't be an MVP guy and your team's playing like shit. You got to be able to lift your team up, put them on your back, and run with it. I don't, I don't know if he's frustrated. I don't, I just, his supporting cast. We all know the supporting cast wasn't that great, but you know, he's no Randall. Yeah, yeah. He got, he got a worse supporting cast than he does. He's picking up wins, but no. But Giannis, you know, yeah, he's great. We know. You want that first MVP? Absolutely. This second one, you're not looking. I don't see it. I'm sorry. I know the numbers are there. I looked at his numbers, but five in those five straight losses, man, it. Huh. And, they, and they showed no. They showed no effort against Toronto. Him and his brother had to, you know, pick that team up. They were out there flexing the entire time, but like, you know, 
you mentioned Randall and, and Giannis in, in the same breath. Now, this is where I kind of I kind of go. <laughs> Randall is a completely different player than he was last year. You look at the you look at the coaching. Mm-hmm. Tips make make a difference here. Boonholzer. You, you look at his, his performance in the bubble at four straight losses to Miami. Uh, you look at his play so far this year. Milwaukee has underachieved for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you, you think it's like Giannis' skill or the fact that the coaching hasn't put Giannis in a, in a position to where he can utilize his skills to his full potential? It's a little bit of both. I mean, you got to have blame on both sides. Um, it's just Budenholzer, he just – I don't know. It just seems like they don't – run any set plays. I'm just give the ball to Giannis and just hope for the best. That's what it seems like every single night. And it sounds like they're missing somebody that plays in Indiana. I, I'm <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> but Brogdon would have looked nice on there because then, you know, you have another ball. Well, you got Holiday now, but Brogdon, he, he brings an element to that team that they need. Mm-hmm. They really need. You know, especially with the shooting, because it seems like they can't. You know their shooting stats of the year, like they. Uh, Milwaukee's on the top, uh, top of the league. Are they the top of the league? Mm-hmm. They're the top three point shooting team in the league. They I mean, actually hold I, the record with twenty nine threes, uh, in a game. But I, I, I think it's the fact that, like you said, you have Giannis coming down the court trying to battle over people, and once they wall up, that's pretty much it. Now. It'll work for, you know, a good portion of the game, but the definition of insanity is, you know, doing the same thing over and expecting the same result. Exactly. Once those teams make adjustments to the to Giannis bowling down the court, they never put him in the post. Mm-hmm. That's it. And it, we were talking about that too. Um, we I messaged you about it. And I'm like, dude, you see this guy in the post? Like, just let him post up. Like, dude, it's like long. You just do yeah. a hook. If he get a hook going, but yeah, go ahead. My bad. Go ahead. No, uh, it, like if Giannis sets up in a post, it's the same. It's the same deal as if he was coming down the lane. Only you're starting him from a different position. You mm-hmm. still got your shooters around him. Brooke Lopez is always going to be in the damn corner. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the Middleton pick and roll still works if Giannis mm-hmm. is in the post. He doesn't have to handle the ball, and that's why Holiday was brought in here. Uh, for that extra shooting. But I also think Milwaukee needs another bench piece. Uh, Bogdanovich, the Phil Bogdanovich trade really hurt them. Mm-hmm. You know, he was that piece that would have been an extra scoring uh, option. Uh, DiVincenzo was nice. Connaughton has played well. But I, I also think they need another piece come in to be able to shoot the ball. You look at, uh, I'm thinking like a Fournier type uh, yeah. from Orlando or uh, Harrison Barnes or Buddy Heald. JJ uh, yeah, well, good good thing JJ counts out. Uh, uh, doesn't want any parts of Milwaukee. He wants to come back uh, to the East Coast. Yeah, so. he lives up in Brooklyn. So, come on, JJ. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Milwaukee's. Uh, I really think is missing that piece, and they're, they're sitting at uh, sixteen and twelve. Thirteen. Thir- thirteen and thirteen, I believe. So, mm-hmm. uh, number three in the East. You know, it's a pretty much weaker Eastern Conference, but mm-hmm. uh, in this condensed schedule, uh, you know, to look to go further than what they did in previous years, I, I think 
I'm going to, I really think a coaching change is needed. If they brought in Van Gundy, I think they, they pushed them over to over the top. Definitely. And also I wanted to add in that they play with no energy. That, and Giannis even said it. He's just like, they're, it's down. We're not playing with enough. And you see it, man. He's the only one up and down the floor, and then everybody else is just steps behind. And it also hurt that Drew Holiday, he missed, what, five or six games? Over mm-hmm. the health and safety protocol. So, you know, that does help. Is That's going to attribute to their losses as well. But they got more than enough talent. Like you said, they have the shooting. They're one of the top shooting teams. Like, why are you losing these games? I mean, getting smacked, too. It's not even close. Like, Toronto is decent. You, you shouldn't be getting smacked by them. I'm sorry. Yeah, and, and Toronto, Tampa Bay, uh, oh, yeah. making, a, yeah. uh, making a nice run here in the, late in the, uh, in the middle part of the season. Uh, we weren't really too worried about them with their struggles in the beginning. We, we knew their championship pedigree and Kyle Lowry and Nick Nurse. They're coming on strong. Um, we're battling for a playoff position there. So they're fine. Miami's coming along. Now with Jimmy Butler back and bam, uh, they had those two had a triple-double the other night. So they're looking, uh, they're looking much better than they did earlier. But the cream of the crop right now are the Philadelphia 76ers. Embiid with a 50-piece last night. Sir. Uh, ben Simmons had a 42 spot the other night. Called Gobert, checking him disrespectful. <laughs> no jumpers. You know he ain't getting jumpers out of that. <laughs> at 42. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and Doc Rivers proving everybody wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. oh, what do you make the Philly uh, top spot in the East right now? Uh, this was your pick, man. This is one of your picks from last year. They're they finally they're year late, but they're they're coming along now. Philly, you know Tobias Harris, of course, you know Melo Light, um, and B. We, we both said if he's healthy, put him in that MVP conversation, and he is he is showing up. Um, they just fork. Uh, what's that? Fork Myers. Like fork Myers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like him. That's another one. Um, they have just a lot of talent on that team, and it's hard not to like. They they got a lot of skill there. Their defense, they play it. I mean, Ben Simmons, always going to be my defensive player of the year. I, that's going to be my pick for the year because the dude can really clamp you up. Um, of course, I always wish he'll get a shot, but I don't, honestly, I don't think that's ever going to come. <laughs> but he still is going to be a valuable player. There's a reason why Houston wanted him in that deal for Harden. Any kind of deal for Harden, Simmons had to be in it. He, him and Simmons, I mean, excuse me, him and Embiid, definitely a one-two that should be really paid attention to in the league. Yeah, you know, we thought Ben and, and Joel would be one of those top duos. We always wondered if it was a coaching. Uh, mm-hmm. Brett Brown got, got the uh, axe. Doc comes in. They're both looking for redemption. So far, he's looking good. But I, I like what Elton Brand has done with the roster you know, adding Seth Curry, adding Danny Green. He added more shooters to surround and beat with so they don't, you know, have to – can't clock the paint and yeah, the rewards are showing. Um, don't forget about Dwight Howard. And, no, I'm, I'm never going to give Dwight Howard any credit. You, you got to. I mean, those offensive rebounds, man, he comes in the game and he's just doing something. Listen, Dwight, Dwight Howard goes in for, like, one reason. He, he goes in there to draw technical fouls on people, you know, get under people's skin because, 
you know, he, he does nothing but flail his arms, throw his elbows around, and then asks the refs, you know, what did I do? So, <laughs> you know, Dwight, Dwight Howard's time has passed, man. It, it, it's a, you know, he, he's serviceable now, but, um, you know, I'm not, I, I, I can't give him any credit. <laughs> but you got to look out for guys like Tybal. You know, he's one of those players that you won't see it on the stat sheet, but he does everything on the floor. Um, like you said, Danny Green, Seth Curry, they, they really have a complete team. And I wanted to ask you, do you see them trying to get one more piece like a Zach Levine? Because I think he would fit perfectly with this team. I, I thought Beal was to play before, you know, that was, you that would know, be nice. that before that was uh, axed. Mm-hmm. I don't see a big piece like Levine. Mm-hmm. I could probably see a smaller piece like uh, okay. uh, Harrison Barnes, maybe. Or uh, they really think about trading him though? The Kings, yeah, I I, I think so. Um, huh? Maybe maybe Alonzo Ball. That would be really interesting. But you know, Simmons is a good playmaker too, so you can't really. I don't think you really need him. No, but I, I also think it would allow Philly to manipulate their lineup. That way they can get another ball handler out there. And, That's true. And, and Lonzo Ball improved shooting really helps. Yes. Mm-hmm. He also plays fast. So, mm-hmm. uh, I you know, it, I can see something like that. But, yeah, Philly definitely right might need one more piece. Mm-hmm. But Embiid is playing at such a high level that – it's really masking all of that. So. Oh yeah, I got an idea. Oh yeah, you know Alonzo, Alonzo Ball. I'm thinking about it. You can give Ben Simmons some more spot up shots. <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm playing. <laughs> Let me stop playing. <laughs> Can't that's why he was working. That. In, that's working at corner three. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> stop it. Uh. Speaking of working on a three, Damian Lillard has been like lighting up the three-point shot. I mean, he's been lighting up the league uh, best clutch player so far mm-hmm. this season. Uh, has the Portland in the playoff picture despite CJ, despite Nurkic out, and, and Melo's playing really well. Uh, he's in a three-point contest this year. Ah. Uh, you know, and Lillard was my pick for the MVP in the preseason. Mm-hmm. So far, it, it's looking good. Uh, he's in that conversation. Uh, we know your thoughts on Damian Lillard coming into the season. Uh, what you make of his play so far? Damn it, it's Dame time. I told y'all from fifth, 2015, it was Dame time. We on 2021, it's still Dame time. The, the clock never stops. But, um, of course, the guy, he's just – Logo Dame, whatever you want to call him. He can score on you from anywhere. Toughest, one of the toughest players in the league. He gets on that floor. I mean, he commands everybody to play hard. And you can see it, just born leader. You know, he got this edge about him that you always love. And, you know, we got Money Mellow. I mean, he, he's coming. He's coming, man. I, he is playing like he wants to be, you know, back staying in the league for another four or five years. My man Gary Trent Jr., six-man candidate. I, I think he might come up and get that this year. Um, you got Rodney Hood, you know, still solid, solid player. 
Uh, what else they got over there? I think Nurkic got hurt, didn't he? Yes, Simon just played well. Uh, Cantor yes. is there. You go. Uh, Cantor's really Cantor. giving him something, and and Covington, you know, starting to turn the corner after some after really struggling. Uh, yeah, this season. Yeah, Rocco, you yeah, that's one of those three. He's the three and D guy. If he starts really getting on the ball, it's another element that you have on that team. And Portland, they just they're like. Just one of those teams that's always going to stick around. They'll make the playoffs. You don't know how far they're going to go, but they are one of those teams that can give you trouble, you know, in a series. For how long? That's to be seen, but they can give you a little bit of trouble if they get hot, especially if you, you know, you get McCollum back and then you see where you go from there. But I want to see just Dame is playing out of his mind, but that's normal. Yeah, so, so there was some talk. Mm-hmm. as him being the most clutch player in history. Do you, do you see the same thing? Ooh, um, I, he's up there. He's definitely up there. I'll say, I will say this, the past four years, yeah, he has been. You can't deny that. But all time, no. Nah, I mean, there's so many, you know, MJ, so many clutch guys, Reggie, uh, um, Ray, you know, yeah, he – I mean, Ray, hey, he hit the three to send an overtime championship-wise. You know, Dame, game-winning shots against OKC, waving by, did it against Houston. You know, that's, that's going into the second round and conference final. When you start doing that in the finals, then you start, you're getting up there. But last four years, I'll say it's Dame, but all-time, not right now, no. I mean, Dame has a pretty impressive resume as oh, it is. And, you know, I, I guess I could see the case where he is. Uh-huh. But it's it's always hard to go against MJ as far as, you know, that clutch factor. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Logo Lillard, as we explained earlier, and, you know, I, I probably have him number three on my MVP list. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he, he's doing this with without an all-star uh, on his team. Hell, he... Should be an all-star starter this year, but, you know, we'll get into yeah. that in a bit. Yeah. Uh, no, it's de- de- definitely lowered in that, in that clutch conversation. I'd probably put him definitely at number two right now. Oh, yeah, sure. I can – yeah, I'll give you that. Definitely. I mean, like I said, when you do certain things without an all-star on your team, it just shows you how important you are to your team. And – what he's doing, he's been doing for a while now. It's not like he he had a drop-off anywhere or it was just a year he just didn't have it. Every year since he came into the league and got his minutes, he's shown, you know, what he is. He's a superstar player, all-star, MVP candidate, you know, just anything you want in a point guard. And he's very fun to watch. Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. You know, how we'll, we'll get into it because, you know, all-star starters who were named uh, <laughs> Thursday night. Yeah, we got the Eastern and Western Conference. Uh, uh, the east side was uh, Irving, Durant, Giannis. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Beal. Thank, thank God for Beal. Uh, he definitely deserved it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I was claiming for him last year, and, you know, he got snubbed. And uh, Joel Embiid. Uh, so they named the reserves, I believe, next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the western side, they had uh, Curry, 
uh, Doncic, mm -hmm. Joker, yep, uh, Kawhi, and uh, Bron, bro. LeBron. How dare you! How dare you put him last? No, <laughs> 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 so, I mean that's that's solid. That's definitely solid. All let me address Corey Richmond from the Work Shoot podcast. Him and Jason Brooks. What's up, fellas? We see you. Thank you for the question. He said, would we trade Julius Randle for draft capital? I will give you an emphatic, oh, hell no. But, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do it. No, not right now. They're playing too well. You don't want to break up the chemistry and what they have. I've seen too many Nick teams break up the chemistry. <laughs> Mellow deal. Um yeah, I've seen it too many times. Just just stick with the plan. If you make a smaller deal, get some more shooters, yeah. And if you absolutely can just rob somebody in the deal, you do it. But you don't give up too much. No, not right now. But um, so Leon, who do you think should have been taken out of the West? Because I, I got my name. I, I got it circled. So, look, yes, he's in a bird man stance, unless you want me to say it. Because I'll, I'll look, gladly. Look, well, we, we – I don't know if we have the same one. I, I have Dame starting over Doncic. Thank you. Yep. Yes, that's it right there. See, we, we there. See, that's what the step back does. We are here. We are not together in a room, but we are <laughs> one. How it works. Bond yeah. chemistry. Yeah, I, I mean, Doncic's numbers, I mean, he's got the most triple doubles on the season. But yeah. Dame is on another level right now, and and mm -hmm. I I think, you know, it's just a like you well most people say it's a popularity contest. People want to see Luca. Mm -hmm. It is what it is, but I, I think Dame deserves that spot over Luca. Yeah, Black History Month too. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, people. I'm totally kidding. No, but yeah, he, Dame does definitely deserve to start over Luca. I'm sorry. I just know he's playing better than Luca. Plus, Luca has KP. Dudes are still losing. Makes me smile. Ha ha, Dallas. We want your pick. But yeah, uh, Lillard definitely over Luca. Everything else is fine. But I actually want to see that Curry Lillard backcourt because that would be pretty fun. <laughs> yes. Do you have any issues with the East starters? Yep, Kyrie and KD need to get out of it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but um, no, actually, I don't. <laughs> He's like, no, nah, you about to turn this off right now. Mute. No, but I, I really, I don't. This is solid. Actually, let me look. Boom, boom, boom. No, it's solid. I, yeah, I'm going to let it go. Giannis has been playing out of his mind. He did deserve it. The East is pretty much, it's on. But I think is Kyrie, I don't know if KD is going to play with what's going on right now, but it's right. You can't. There's no replacements. Kyrie is doing his thing. You've seen the what he's been doing on the court for the Nets. Bradley Beal, I don't even need to say. KD as well. We went over at 29 points a game. His shooting is phenomenal. Not much better. Giannis playing out of his mind, even though his team is trash. Um, and B, enough said. <laughs> I mean, he just he dropped that 50 piece and said, I wish you would snub me. But the write-ins, though, is definitely going to be a good one. Because if I, I definitely want to shoot mine off. Yeah. You know, number one on my list, my man, Randall. You can't handle Randall. If he's not there, I'm not watching. <laughs> but, um, I got 
Randall, Levine, Brogdon, Sabonis, Vush. Ah, see, this is when it gets tough. Because I got, I'm not doing Tatum. No, I'm not going Tatum. Mm-hmm. I would go Brogdon, Middleton, Vush, the bonus. And I would say Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown does deserve it. I, I can't I can't say he doesn't. So yeah, Randall Levine, Brogdon, Middleton, Vush, Sabonis, and Brown. Trey Young, sorry. Stay your ass home. Well, I think he'll get the call because he's, you know, they're playing in Atlanta. So whatever, yeah. but I left him off. Oh well. <laughs> Listen, you need to get that. Sure. <laughs> 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 the Gerber baby hair oil going just I don't know what that is man but, yeah, I don't know yeah. it's wild but yeah I, I, you can't I'm not leaving Sabonis off the team there's no possible way I am leaving Sabonis off this reserve team and I, I have a feeling he might <laughs> but maybe Brown but yeah I, I definitely or you can switch Brown with Trey but it's, it's hard the East the East was definitely harder than the West I agree I, I just, man. I agree. So, uh, uh, you, you need to get that Brooklyn hate out your heart and just put the beard in there. <laughs> I, I, I know, oh, I, know I, I know it was tough for you. I, I, I'll, let it, I'll let it slide. A little bit, a little bit. I'll let it slide. <laughs> so, my my reserves were uh, Trey, uh-huh. Tatum, mm-hmm. uh, Harden, mm-hmm. Zach, uh, Sabonis, Brogdon, and uh, Randall. Oh, I about to say, you hate a Negro. <laughs> <laughs> not, no, not on this month. Not on this month. <laughs> yeah, like I said, you can't switch Brown with Harden. Like, I, I honestly, I spaced about Harden. It wasn't even that. I spaced. But yeah, you can move Harden for Brown because James Harden is James Harden. But yeah, it could, the West, the East, actually, they got a chance. They got a chance this year. It's when the last time the East won. <laughs> I can't remember. I, well, because last year um, the West won on Anthony Davis free throws. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about like legit, straight up, just win. It might have been a while. It had to have been. I, I can't. Maybe, was it the one when Kyrie won MVP? Might be. But that was a might long be. time ago. <laughs> Damn. But the, the West, you know, mm-hmm. I had... Luca, Mitchell, PG, Rudy, Booker, CP, and I got Zion going. Yep, yep, I said it. I got Zion going to his first All Star game. Yeah, no, Zion's been playing out of his mind. You know, yeah. anything free throwing below is going down. <laughs> it's going down. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a solid list. You know, the, the West is a bit more more. Uh, uh, solidified in the East. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have Lillard at PG. I have Donovan Mitchell uh, going. Uh, that, that Jazz team is playing out of their minds. <sighs> Mitchell really came on strong, playing well. Uh, Gobert, CP3, mm-hmm. Zion, and uh, my, my surprise team from the beginning of the season, uh-huh. San Antonio Spurs representative. DeMar DeRozan. Oh, okay. That's fair. I like that. I like that one. DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. You can see that. He's been playing 
really well being that leader. His assists are they went up this year, so he's actually helping those young guys out, man. That's that's a lot. I like that pick. That's a nice surprise pick. Yeah, and, and, and like so every year there's always going to be some snubs in there and, and guys who should have made it. And in, and in the grand scheme of things, it kind of affects their contracts and their Hall of Fame status because when you always look back, nobody ever remembers that, you know, they were snubs or mm-hmm. the contested MVP races. So All-Star Game in Atlanta this year, uh, do, do you think that they should expand the roster to 15 players for the All-Star Game? I would. I would, because you know some of the guys won't play, and you don't know what's going to go on with COVID. So, yeah, why not? You know, give some give some other guys a shot to get in there and, you know, show what they can do. Even though the, if the big guys don't want to play, you get a Zion in there. It makes it fun. Zion, Luca, Trey, you know, that from that, you know, different draft classes, the stars that came out of those classes, the Jalen Browns, yeah, get them in there. I have no problem with extending those rosters. It's about having fun, right? That's what the All-Star Game's about. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I think, uh, I don't know if baseball expanded the rosters at one point. They added an extra person for the All-Star I'm Game. Sure. But I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not certain on that. So, Dong City mm-hmm. guys will definitely uh, know the answer to that. Absolutely. And our good friend Corey Richmond in the comments confirmed it was 2014 that the last time the East won, Irving was the MVP. Uh-huh. Um, uh, a good Thank man you. from the Workshoot Wrestling Podcast, Thursday nights, Wrestling Life, Corey Richmond uh, coming through in a clutch. And also had a question regarding, as a follow-up to that Nick question, uh, Randall, he asked if you would rather make the playoffs just to get swept by the Nets and then trade Randall for the draft capital. I would, I, hey, I have no problem with losing to the Nets. I mean, because they're better. Hitting <laughs> above him is better. Look, they're going to, we might be competitive about two games, but look at the Nets from, you know, last year. What happened? That's how they got the KD, the Kyrie. They showed that they were actually a team that knew what they were, knew what they were doing. They had a culture. They, did the whole culture change things, and that's what the Knicks are going through right now. We need a culture change. We got it in Tibbs. We got a player in Randall that's showing up. You know, we got, you know, hopefully a young star in RJ. You know, you can use Mitch, you know, the guy that's going to hold down the middle, the guy in Obi. you know, quickly, my man, quick. I mean, showing the pieces are there. Lou Will, light. But, um, yeah, the culture's changing in New York man, on both sides, and I would rather get to the playoffs and show free agents, hey, if I come in here, maybe Kawhi can say, oh, man, then maybe I might be a piece to the team. Maybe I can be the missing piece to this. Get his Uncle Dennis on the phone, man. Don't make that mistake again. But, yeah, I, I honestly, I would take a loss to the – I'll take a sweep to the Nets. Just to show that progression. Yeah, and, you absolutely. Know, yeah, absolutely. You, you, besides, you, you never want to pass up playoff opportunities, even yeah. if you are – I mean, look at the Pistons. You know, mm-hmm. they got swept easily by the Bucks, but you know, um, they're gaining draft capital. Look at their uh, young uh, prospects in, in Sadiq Bay and Josh Jackson. Mm-hmm. Bay, Eastern Conference played a week last week, so the, the pieces are, are coming along. You you never want to just tank a year unless you mm-hmm. get like a Zion or Tim Duncan. Yeah, and with the Knicks pick, we yeah, yeah. And with the Knicks, we ain't got that luck. 
<laughs> I'm, pa- I'm past tanking. That, that tanking just don't work. <laughs> it doesn't work anymore. Uh, so Draymond Green made some some interesting points last week as far as the NBA having a double standard uh, between the players and management. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because Harden addressed how he left Houston and it shouldn't have been handled the way it was, but it was the only way that trade was going to happen if he mm-hmm. didn't do it that way. Mm-hmm. And now you look at Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond now sitting out until they get a trade or a buyout. Um, do you feel that there is a double standard for NBA players? Oh, absolutely. It just depends who it is. <laughs> <laughs> We all know we're not going to care. Look at J.J. Wright. Who the hell going to care where he's going to go if he want to sit out and blah, blah, blah? Who cares? I mean, you know, just like, um, who else? Andre Drummond. Not, well, yeah, we care because he's a big player, so we'll start there. Um, Yeah, because obviously they're going to drag it out into, oh, they don't want to be here, so they're sitting out, and they're going to they're gonna focus right on it. But you also, I get Draymond's point, but then, again, you also got to learn how to keep these things under wraps. I don't know what it is with these teams that something's always leaking out. I don't know if they get people from their parties or they overhear them talking, but they really got to do a better job. And it's all sports, you know. Honestly, like the whole Deshaun Watson, you know, little crossover. Mm-hmm. Shout out to our guys and the Audible, Matt and Randy. We miss you guys. But um, but definitely, you can't you can't let these things get out. Keep it in house. It just makes you look like a more a more tight knit organization. Just like. And this is surprising. I mean, stop, stop the presses. Let's talk about the Knicks. You don't hardly hear anything really coming out about any kind of, oh, I'm sitting out for trades or anything. They keep it tight-knit. And that's surprising because we've seen some sugar, honey, iced tea. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, they got to do a better job of keeping that up. But it is a double standard, of course, because we're hard and everybody. But like you said, you knew it was going to go that way. He didn't want to be there anymore. The team wasn't performing. He wanted to go to a winning team. You know, it was it was imploding. But that's all in everybody in that organization. And you let it leak out, so somebody got to take freaking responsibility for it. But So what do you say to the person that says, well, these players signed these contracts, you know, aren't they obligated to abide by it? You know, Blake Griffin got a ton of money uh andre drummond had a uh, ton of money mm-hmm. you know why should they uh look to accommodate these players after they sign a contract uh after a while i mean yeah you sign the deals but after a while who knows what they talk about during that you know before they sign their deals they can easily say oh, you know, we're going to get you help and you're going to make sure we put the guys around you. When you don't start seeing that, I mean, but James Harden, he kind of, you know, you had Westbrook, CP. Yeah, he had a lot of people. So he's he's on the side right there. But for a lot of other players, they don't get the help that they maybe they heard about when before they signed their deals. You know, maybe Blake Griffin in Detroit. Oh, we're going to put this guy around you. But then again, you did sign the contract, though. I mean, you got to know what they expect. But once again, we don't, we're not in the rooms when they are negotiating these terms or talking with their agents or talking directly with the players. So it's, it's, a, hard, it's a hard thing to really zero in on. 
because there's so many variables to these conversations that they have that we don't know. But I know as a player, if I sign a contract, before I'm like, listen, what are you going to do to help me? That's me. That's my thinking right then and there. What are you going to do? Who are you going to bring in to, well, you know, that's tampering. Am I young? Yeah, right. But, but, um, <laughs> but you got to say, are you going to bring in the certain players to help us achieve our goal? And not mention any names, obviously. But, yeah, it's, it's always going to be a double standard with the NBA. Of course. Doesn't. Yeah. And, they're gonna and, pick and choose what they're gonna, you know, pick at. Yeah, and, and you look at the Sean Watson deal over in Houston, and everybody wants to leave Houston now. Now that you know, now JJ Watts out, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I think the owners like sometimes lowballing these guys on on contract offers, and they always look at uh, you know injury history and mm-hmm. off the court stuff to where the players are chasing every dollar. So it, it's always a cat and mouse game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get guys who sign team-friendly deals like Pippen, and in the end, he, re- he regretted every every part of it. So mm. it, it, it's a tough it's a tough business. The business side is always tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm, I'm always for, you know, player empowerment and, and mm-hmm. player movement. But at the same time, the owners are making head over heels money off mm-hmm. these players. Yep. And, you know, for the most part, you know, they, I, I don't see how they, they just want to be treated with respect and, and treated fairly and not as a piece of property that's like uh, expendable and you can just move around for your liking. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I definitely do. It's weird because when you start, like Andre Drummond, let's go back to him, because I read about them basically limiting his minutes. Like, if he wants to play, let him play. Like, what do you – what are you going to say? Oh, we don't want him to get injured? He's still under contract, so let him play. Unless you have a deal in place that day that, you know, take him out the game because we – I forgot who it was. I think it was Harrison Barnes was actually playing in the game when he got traded. But you play until – Till they say, oh, you know, deal come down. Hey, Harrison been traded. He got to come out the game. Yeah, but you don't sit him down and do this freaking modified, what do you call it? What's the damn low management? There we go. <laughs> I mean, you don't do them kind of modified low management just because you're about to trade him. That's not, no. That I don't like. I'm sorry. That's just. Yeah, just killing my fantasy team at that because, you know. <laughs> I got I have Drummond and Blake and it's Ooh. killing my points right now. But you know, yeah, yeah, you what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Owners will give a damn about no fantasy team. My KD voice give a damn about no Drake Knight. <laughs> oh man, best <laughs> thing uh, KD ever said. <laughs> uh, Cole Anthony. He got uh, hurt. D'Angelo Russell hurt. He's out you know, four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anybody's been paying attention throughout the year, kind of give you some fantasy pointers, guys to look out for uh, to pick up as far as the placements. Now you can look at Michael Carter Williams out in Orlando. Yeah, uh, I know. No, I, I just gotta say, when he yammed, who the hell did he yam on? It was during the next year. I can't even. I had to get up. Well, he yammed on somebody, and that's why I knew he was back. I forgot he was even playing until he did that. He ran up, ah, boom. I'm like, mm, 
You just sit your ass down. But yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just had to. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, that was a dunk to get up for. Anthony <laughs> Edwards last night was a dunk to get up for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what Tom, one of Tom Bay, whatever the hell his name is, man, that was on some almost Frederick White because his face was priceless. He knew at this moment, you knew you fucked up because you <laughs> won't be on a poster. He, he was just like, like he, he had a come to Jesus moment when he was getting dunked on. Uh, man, like he saw the gospel. What that was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think we're gonna we're gonna prank with Anthony Edwards posters. Fans are gonna send it to him. Like, here you go. Here's a poster. Like, wait a minute, this is Anthony Edwards. Yeah, you on the other end though. You, you see your face? Sign that. Sign that. Just like Can you sign this like, for me. Yeah, that's it. Man. Just like when you you gotta jump in the eye back in the you know when we played. Yeah, I mean you got dunked. Up. Sign that. Take the ball right. Sign it. Smack the ball. Yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> Getting sunned. <laughs> Yeah, he got sunned. I mean, he got he got adopted. I mean, let go, then adopted again. I mean, yeah, you you went all kind of. <sighs> Shout out to Anthony Edwards, a one from day one, man. That that was dope. I mean, he even laughed about it. He had to look at it again. I, but that was the dunk of the year. It's not even gonna be close. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about that one. But um. <sighs> With some fantasy pickups, you can pick one guy that I was looking at, you know, Josh Richardson, his three-point percentage, you know, he doesn't shoot too high with 29%, but hey, he'll get you some good points. It's below his average. Um, defense doesn't win you. Well, defense, you know, might win you a fantasy matchup with a steal, maybe. Steals in the box, yeah. Yeah, Josh Richardson, you can go with um, Cody Zeller. You know, he's decent. I mean, he'll give you 12 point, you know, me and, you know, and UNC players and kiss my ass. Um, uh, <laughs> but no, he's been shooting relatively well, 50, 57%. He's a great free throw shooter. You know, he's getting minutes now, 26 minutes a game, especially with LaMelo. Of course, he's going to find them. Cody Zeller, you can pick him up. Uh, TJ McConnell, uh, excuse me, TJ McConnell, that net on the floor. He's, you know, he's getting, he's been a spark plug late. Actually putting up eight points on 50% shooting along with eight assists and three boards a game. I mean, hey, they're relying on some bonus, but hey, you can pick up a TJ McConnell and get you some, steal you some fantasy categories away. And the last one I'm going to go with, so I'm going to let you take over after, is Kelly Olenek. Um, he's not rostered on a lot of teams, on a lot of leagues. Um, so he can shoot the three. You know, he'll get you at least, if he plays, you know, 26 to 30 minutes, he'll get you 12 to 15 points a game. Decent rebound, a good free throw shooter. Of course, he stretches the floor. That's another one. I know I picked him up in the league because I had to. <laughs> well, yeah, well, these, you know, health and safety protocols <laughs> and games getting postponed. I, it's wild out here, man. This, they trying to rob me of my money. <laughs> what I do in NBA week? No game. This is life. Yeah, speaking of that, uh, on his last note, the All-Star game, uh, it's all condensed into one day. Three points in the skills competition uh, or, or the pregame show, with the All-Star game, and the dunk contest at halftime. It's going to be an all-day event. Mm-hmm. I guess this is their Super Bowl, the NBA. <laughs> uh, you know, it's all down in Hotlanta. 
Uh, <laughs> you know, the mayor don't want it. The players don't want it. The only person that wants it is Adam Silver. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you gonna get it? I don't, I don't care what you want. Like I said, he's he's channeling his inner. He learned something from David Stern. It might have been this. He's like, but then what y'all want? I'm gonna do what I say. <laughs> mayor Atlanta, I don't give a damn for your city. <laughs> it's my league. <laughs> Just, sorry, but yeah, like nobody wants to play in this game. And that's why I think that expanded rosters will come to sure, like come into fruition because. You can see those guys going to the coaches and going, listen, you know, I want to play 10 minutes, something like that, get these young guys in here, let them enjoy the moment of the um, the COVID star game. Um, but, yeah, it's – I don't know. I'm not a fan. Usually I'm okay with the All-Star Weekends, but they just, it's, it's, it's really – it's botched and it's thrown together. And something like this, I, I'm so used to having, you know, the skills competition and all that. And it's just free flow. And now you're just like, oh, COVID and safety protocols and doing this and doing that. You can't go out. You can't go out and, you know, have celebrations. The may even told the businesses, listen, don't be throwing no parties, all right? She's telling my grandmother, RIP. She's like, we going out there doing all that at night? Running those streets? But yeah, I, hey, I, I understand what she's saying because it can just – Add to an even bigger problem. It just adds on to it. Yeah, and if the league got to shut down in two weeks because we had an All Star game, Adam Silver is going to have his head. We're going to oh have Adam Silver's head on a platter. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> no veggies. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, you know. On one day, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. You know, I guess it's something to look forward to for a Saturday. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens there. Uh, weird happen, I guess, you know, they say no parties, but hope for the best. Be, you know, all star game. Uh, we got spring training coming up. Yes. Uh, NFL off season is pretty much here over the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some. Terrific shows in our life group network. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Monday night, Dong City, Vince Mercandetti, Henry Maldonado Jr. With the preview We're coming up uh, so far, spring training, as we mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Pitchers and catchers have reported. Uh, we're doing a movie bracket style, uh, March Madness style tournament with the movies. Uh, both of your favorite baseball movie. Uh, and uh, declare a winner within the next two, three weeks. Uh, but, you know, catch a lot of the off-season moves there. Fernando Tatis got his money, 340, 14 years. They're going to go over that. Mm-hmm. Trevor Bauer. Um, <laughs> you know, the Trevor Noah. Yeah, that's going to be good. The smoke. That's why I love Noah. You can't get rid of somebody like Noah. He, he always talking shit. I love that. Him and Strowman going to be freaking on a roll. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm excited for the season coming up. You know, finally, we might have fans in the stands where I could, mm-hmm. we could celebrate that championship and, and, and get some sense of normalcy going. And, and those guys cover it well. Um, Sunday morning, got the Total Basis podcast. Yes. My, my man was a guest last week on it covering uh, yes. the Mets. Uh, fantasy players, um, you got a lot of drafts coming up over the next, you know, two or three weeks. Get your uh, projections and, and, and 
suggestion from there, Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Uh, mm -hmm. Felipe Mauricio, Sean Flannery. Uh, they do an incredible job uh, there. Tuesday nights, uh, Football Life with the Audible. Going to present the uh, NFL offseason with the upcoming moves. Um, J.J. Watt got released. Carson Wentz traded to Indy. Um, they'll have their analysis and all that. And, mm -hmm. you know, you can hear Matt Bushnell uh, cry <laughs> tears for Mitch Trubisky. Oh, hashtag get ready for Sam Darnold in Chicago. <laughs> I'm calling now. Number two, the Jets select Zach Wilson. Zach God. Just kidding. Oh, Take that man, that I mean, I mean, not jinx that kid yet. <laughs> <laughs> Matt and Randy, uh, they do an incredible job over in Football Life, Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, catch us back here uh, Wednesday, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. Going uh, to cover week nine in the NBA. Maybe. Uh, maybe. We might go Monday. Maybe. Remember? We, we, we might go Monday. We'll we might. See. We will see. Yeah. Be on the lookout. Yeah. Uh, and Thursday nights, catch Corey Richmond, Jason Brooks, the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Uh, what, what was it? The, the last. The, the, what's the next pay per view? Uh, Elimination Chamber. Elimination Chamber. Right. Catch those guys. I've uh, previewed Elimination Chamber and recent. Uh, Wheelings and Dealings in NXT, AEW, and New Japan Wrestling. Uh, they do an incredible TNA. job over there. Uh, TNA, no. I think, I don't know. <laughs> I don't watch it. I haven't watched it in years. But they do do an incredible job. Shout out to you guys. And, uh, yeah, I, I think we're doing well. I might go out here, clean my car off. and Look at you go. Yeah, yeah it's going gonna, gonna to be incredible. I'm, I'm so sick of this now. <laughs> yeah, just everybody. Enjoy the spring. Enjoy the summer. And I hear any one of y'all complaining about, oh, it's too hot. It's all. I'm going to smack the shit out of you. <laughs> I don't want to hear that this year. You better enjoy y'all pools. All that stuff. I know I will. I see me chilling. That's, that's my chill spot whole summer. Cause this snow got me. I'm going to be grilling, swimming. Just, I, it's, man, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm over, like you said, I'm over the snow too, man. <sighs> about to get more. Facts. This is this is uh this has been good stuff. Yes, sir. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. You can subscribe to the Life Group uh, Network on YouTube uh, for video platform, or if you're on the audio platform, by some of the same uh, Life Group Podcast Network on Spotify, Anchor, or Apple. Um, catch our previous episodes, and uh, you know, always a pleasure tuning in with you guys. Sir. Uh, and, uh, you know, until next time, everybody, ball out.